Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. My message today is called, I've started so I'll finish. I've started so I'll finish. Anybody else in the room got an absolute like skill, a gift even, for starting things and not finishing them. <laughs> like, that is me, right? I am, that is me, right? The front row who work with me know that I'm really good at starting things, not so great at finishing them. When I was a kid, it looked like starting homework and never finishing it. I just made detention real good fun. Like, uh, as, a, as a creative, uh, there's books I've started writing and I have not finished them. There are artworks that I've started that I have not finished. There are all sorts of things that I've started, but I haven't finished. And then as the mum, I have made so many cups of tea and never finished them. Anybody else with me in the room? Any mum's like, yeah, I know what a cold cup of tea feels like. Anybody just like run off their feet in general and know what it's like to come back to a cold cup of tea and go, oh, no wonder I'm thirsty. I've started, so I'll finish. You know, there's this guy in the book of Genesis, which is right at the beginning of your Bible. And his name is Terah. And he is a guy who is kind of like me, who starts something, but he doesn't finish it. And I believe that there are some things that we can learn from him and his grandson as we read this story today. So you can join me in Genesis 11 and from verse 31. It says this, Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sari. Later we know that Abraham, Abram becomes Abraham and Sari becomes Sarah, the wife of his son Abraham. And together they sat out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. What great names. Can we just appreciate that? Like I'm from Ur. Anyway. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, fair play, and he died in Haran. Then if we skip over to the next chapter in um, Genesis 12 from verse 4, it says, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sari, his nephew Lot and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, sounds awkward, and they set out uh, for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Two people, two very different outcomes. One arrived and one died. You see, Terah, he, he started well. He set out with his grandson and his nephew and, and all the different people that he was doing life with. He set out for a good thing. He set out for a good place. He set out for a promise of God. But the problem was he only made it halfway and he settled there. And as he settled there, he died there. And this challenges me, especially in my gift for starting things and not finishing them. 
But I feel like God is uh, encouraging us today and he is even, uh, he's correcting us today to know that he's not just called us to a place to settle, but he's called us to a place of promise. And he's calling us into the place of promise. This is not just a personal message, but this is a message for us as a church today. There are personal things that God is going to move in us tonight that are going to affect what we do as a congregation, as a church, as a family of God in our city as we make a prophetic statement, not just to set out and start, but to be people that finish the thing that God has called us to. You see, in a world full of terrors, I want to learn the art of being Abraham. We're surrounded by people that start out well, but don't always finish. Maybe that's a hallmark in your family. Maybe that's a hallmark on your life. But we need to be a people. And God is encouraging us to be a people that know the difference between sitting down to rest and settling down to die. You see, rest is a good thing. Uh, God built it into our schedule. He said, you need to have a day of rest. He said, he, he principled it to us in his behavior. On the seventh day, he went, yeah, this is good. Let's have a rest. But there is a difference between settling down to rest and completely settling and dying spiritually. And God has challenged me in this so much because it's easy just to get up and wing it in front of you. But on the inside, I could have settled. And sometimes I do. But God is challenging me and he's challenging us to say, I'm not just going to settle for the, as far as I've come, but I'm going to step into the fullness of the promise of God. You see, he started well, didn't he? He started well, but something along the way made him move from just sitting down to rest to settling down. You know, his name actually means loiterer. Terror, I mean, what a bad name choice. Do you know what I mean? Like, what was, what was the mum's idea about that? Was he lo- Anyway, um, so it actually means loiterer. He set out, but he never arrived because he loitered in the now. Is there some areas of your life that you are loitering in that you're not supposed to be living in? Like you've, you've just said, oh, I'm just here for a minute, but actually you've began to set your camp up in a place in your life which you are not supposed to be. And right now as I'm speaking, I know there's things that are stirring up in your heart where you're going, oh yeah, I'm loitering there. I'm loitering around that idea. I'm loitering around those sorts of things. I'm loitering around that disappointment. I'm loitering around that decision I made. I'm, I'm loitering about this and that and the other. And God is saying, it's okay. I've got another plan. You see, I don't know why Terra set, settled down, but I know why I would. <laughs> it cost me enough the last time. Do you remember the last time you stepped out for God and you were like, oh, that cost me a lot? The thought of planting another church now. I'm like, that cost me a lot last time. I like it here. It's comfortable here. I like the view here. Ever been to like somewhere on holiday? I'd love to build a house here. I know why I would settle in these places. 
You know, the enemies and the challenges in Canaan scare me a little too much. Any, any time you've looked over like the fence to see like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if God you could do, I wonder if, if that's the place you're calling to me to God. And we look over and we go, whoa, look at the giants in that land. No, thank you. I'm going to back off. Or sometimes it's just the fact that I just can't be bothered. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, not today. But here's what I love about Abraham. He was enough of a leader to know the future was dependent on him, but enough of a servant to risk it being someone else's headline. You see, we've got to understand that there is no other leader in your life other than you until you submit it to Jesus. And we've got to lead ourselves well, haven't we? And he was enough of a leader to know that he was supposed to set out and the future was dependent on his decision today. But he knew that actually this might be the headline that is lots. You see, Abraham, we know the story where Abraham and Sarah, they were in their later years, in their latter years, and they hadn't had a child yet. And this was painful experience. And so in this moment, being 75 years old and not having the child that they so long for, in that moment, he still chose to take his nephew and set out because he knew his nephew was about legacy. His nephew was about furthering this thing that God had put on his life to set out and arrive in the destination. That The destination wasn't just about Abraham. The destination was about his nephew Lot and the generations to come. We've got to understand that our decisions today aren't just about us, but they are a pipeline of blessing that is supposed to move through us and into our communities through us and into our families, through us into the generations that are ahead of us. Could it be that me triumphing over the issues of my past, of the patterns that have been handed to me by my parents and the people that have gone before me, could it be that me having triumph in those isn't just about my blessing, but it's about the generations that will come after me. I want to encourage you today, if that is you, and you have been working hard, so hard, to stay in the promise of God, to overcome these patterns that have been generational patterns, I want to encourage you today, do not give up, and do not give in to the taunts of the enemy that say, just sit down, just sit down, just sit down. This will never change. I want you to know today, young people, if you're here in this place, and your dad walked out on you, you will not be the kind of dad that will do the same thing. If you're in this place today and you have watched abuse after abuse, whether people are abusing their own bodies or one another, I want you to know today that that can stop with you. I have watched it with my own eyes. That can stop with you and you can see a new generation birthed. Could it be that building this house, this church, isn't about me enjoying my church experience? But it's about me setting up for the future. Can I let you into a secret? I begged Pastor Simon to let me leave Podsmead. Didn't I? On more than one occasion. <laughs> begged. I thought, I can't do this. This is too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. Please let me go back to be with my friends. Please, please. But you know what? I'm so glad that he said no. <laughs> 
I'm so glad that God said no, because the, I am seeing the fruit of Hugh Dowling. I'm seeing the fruit of amazing people that have stepped out in faith and said, we're going to stand in the gap for this community. And we are seeing salvation after salvation after salvation. I wish you could have seen what I've seen today. Can I encourage you? If you don't regularly come to third service, I encourage you, be the one that says, I'm going to be the culture setter in this place so that somebody else can be a back row bandit and find out Jesus because I'm set in the atmosphere of encounter in this place. Could it be the finance I have in my hand is not about me, but it's about extending his kingdom. That it's not about just me getting and gaining, but it's about handing it on to sow into somebody else's story. You see, this is the awesome thing. When he stepped out for generations, God blessed Abraham with generations. I'd never seen it before, but he stepped out with Lot and he took him to this place and then God blessed him with generations. Here's the really cool thing about God maths is, is like we step out not because we want to get, but he always blesses you with the thing you think you need. It's remarkable. You see, the Bible says um, that he will give you the desires of your heart. But that is in the context of when you make him your desire, his desires become your desires. His desires become your desires. It's not about what you want right here, right now. It's about what God will exchange with you. Like, I am happy never to leave Podsmead ever because I've made the exchange. And I, like, I couldn't think of anything better than being in my 70s and still being there. And don't. It's true. Because I've made the exchange. His desires are my desires. They're not always. I'm still working on it. Right. Three ways you can tell if you're starting out to finish. You see in Hebrews 11, amongst many other things it says in there, it describes um, some of the like headlines of Abraham's journey. And it says this in verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Three ways. Are you ready? Number one is this, obedience over the obvious. Obedience over the obvious. It says he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he is going. Challenging. He obeyed and went, even though he had no idea where he was going. You see, obedience needs ears more than eyes. 
Obedience needs ears more than eyes. You can be looking at the same situation as God and be thinking, how on earth are we going to get through this, God? And he says, just listen to me and put one foot in front of the other. I love this part of the Bible where uh, Elijah is with his servant and his servant's like, hey, we're surrounded by a vast army. And then Elijah says, hey, open his eyes, God. And, And God opens the servant's eyes and he sees the vast army of heaven that is surrounding the army that surrounds them. You see, we need to be people that hear the word of God and step out in faith. Not just people that look at a situation and go, oh yeah, two plus two equals four, because that is not God's maths. Sometimes it's not my maths. (laughs) Second thing is this, make camp in the strange places. Make camp in the strange places. He made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He made his home in a promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. You see, comfort and convenience isn't always compatible with the promise and purpose of God. Comfort and convenience isn't always compatible with promise and purpose. We've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Let me tell you that when you get over being comfortable, it's the most comfortable you will ever be. I think Abraham, he'd figured this out. He's like, okay, I'm following somebody who, who says, you know, he, he makes good on his promise. He who has promised is faithful. I'm going to follow him. And he made himself comfortable in strange places. I want to encourage you, there's some strange places that you feel that God is calling you into, but you are worried or concerned um, that you are not stewarding those places well. And God says, no, I'm calling you into these places and you can trust me with this. You don't have to have it all figured out. You can step into my promise and watch me work it out before you. I love how the word of God says he lays a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And that never makes sense. In the presence of your enemies, he's like, let's have dinner. You're like, what on earth? Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. And that's the kind of spirit that, that we're reading in here is that, like, just be comfortable in the uncomfortable places. The more we make um, our home in his promises is the more that we will feel at home in his promises. The word of God, make ourselves comfortable in his promises and he will make those promises comfortable for us. When you first start reading this amazing book, it will challenge you. It will say crazy things like, pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. Forgive how much? 70 times. What? You don't know what they did to me. No, I don't. You don't know the things that have happened to me. I can't I have pray for that person. And God's like, yeah, you can. And the minute you make your home in that promise, let me tell you, you will understand that forget the, the magnitude that God has forgiven you when you release somebody else in forgiveness. The last thing is this. Get on plan with God and build his thing. I love this little verse at the end where it just says, 
He was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. He was looking forward to a city whose architect and builder is God. Like, we're not just building from here for here and now. I'm building for the kingdom. And his kingdom, there is no end. I'm not just building for here, I'm building for there. I, I just, I want to, there's some people in here and you're full of anxiety and you're full of stress because you're just trying to do the best that you can with what's right here, right now. And it's because it's based on the understanding that right here, right now is it. And I want you to know that there is more life that goes on past your stint on the earth. And you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be in fear. But if you've decided that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour, then your eternity is set. Your eternity is fixed. And so we build for his kingdom, that his kingdom will be established on earth as it is in heaven. When you start building with a viewpoint that it's about heaven on earth, it changes everything. It changes everything. I don't live in fear of dying. I don't live in fear of this thing or that thing. But I look to build his kingdom. His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Let's get on plan with God and what he's building. Let's get on plan with his blueprint for the earth. Let's get on his plan for his blueprint for your family. He looked forward knowing his tent was temporary, but God's promise was eternal and built for a future and a kingdom that wasn't about him. You see, I need you to know tonight that he who was promised is faithful. And we match his faithfulness with our faithfulness. And uh, as I was praying for you this afternoon, I just felt like there was, like, we can go away and take this word and apply it at home. That would be a really good thing to do. But I just felt like Father God would like to come amongst your thinking tonight. Come amongst what's going on in your life right now and just put an end to some patterns. Put an end to some of the ways that we have settled. I believe that God wants to unsettle patterns of thinking, patterns of pain, generational patterns, patterns of tired expectation, patterns of comfort zones, and patterns of disappointment. And I, I'm going to pray in a second and then we're going to let the Spirit of God do His thing. Because we don't have to settle. We can step into the promise of God. And what's really awesome is it's His grace that does it in us. Talk about taking the pressure off. 
but he wants to cancel some of these patterns tonight, particularly generational ones. Maybe you've watched your parents stuck in a pattern of whatever, fill in the blank. And God says, not anymore. This stops with you. And some people have even feared having children in the future because you don't want the same pattern to be worked out in their life. And I want you to know the pattern stops here. So why don't you stand to your feet? I'm going to pray and then these guys are going to sing and then we're going to have a moment of response. Jesus, I thank you that you have called us to a promised life, that you have called us, God, beyond where we have settled in places. You've called this church beyond places we have settled. And God, would you come and stir our faith tonight? Faith for miracles, faith for new beginnings, faith for not just setting out, but, but faith for arriving in the destination which you are calling us, Lord God. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you would just start to stir up gifts of your spirit in our lives right now. Would you give us uh, words of knowledge, Lord God, towards our future? Would you give us uh, a prophetic insight into what it is that you want to do Lord Jesus through us would you Holy Spirit convict us and and put your finger on areas of repentance that are needed would you convict us Lord Jesus of 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 the things Lord God where we have settled and we hadn't even realized God would you make us a, a people that don't just settle for comfort but a people that step out and in to the things that you have called us to that our city will be changed for the glory of God that our families will be changed for the glory of God that my family will come to know you Jesus that anxiety and pain will not be the hallmark of my family but Lord God I will step into freedom I will step into peace I will step into wholeness I will step into future I will step into goodness I will step into mercy because your word says that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life the Lord God everywhere I step my foot is a place of promise. Everywhere, every situation I go into is a place of promise because you who have promised are faithful. Come on, why don't you start to sing, guys? There is no power like the mighty name of Jesus. And I just, like we haven't got ages, but God wants to move. I've seen him move so powerfully already today and he's not done. He never sleeps. And I just want, if you, if any of those patterns, whether it's generational, whether it's patterns in your thinking, it's patterns of anxiety, if it's patterns of health, like health problems, whatever it is, I believe in the power of the mighty name of Jesus. And if you want freedom tonight, I believe that God is going to move in power. But here's the thing. Like we're going we're gonna to physically step out. It's like we're weird Pentecostals, right? But there is something powerful about us shifting physically. I don't know what it is. 
we're going to do that. So if you feel like, yeah, I, I don't want to stay here anymore, or I, I don't want my family to stay here anymore, I don't want my community to stay here anymore, whatever it is, if you want to respond, why don't you just start to come forward right now? I'd love to pray for you. The band are going to carry on singing. Just make your way down to the front right now. just if you've not responded and you're just sat in your seats I just want you to lift your hands where you are right now I believe God just wants to deposit something on us afresh I just want to release you right now from the fear of man I want to release you from the fear of man and what that means is the fear of what other people think that this church would be a church that doesn't fear what other people think, but a church that decides to be completely and wholeheartedly devoted to Him. That isn't afraid of looking weird, that isn't afraid of looking vulnerable, that isn't afraid of praying for the lady on the bus on the way to work, that isn't afraid of calling out stuff at work. God would you just come and release us from the fear of man right now that we would be a people that were confident in one name and one name alone and that is the name of Jesus that is the name of Jesus One, one last thing we want to do um, is just give everyone in the room the opportunity um, to put your life right with God. So right now, you know you are not right with Him, that you need to either make a commitment to say, God, I, I want to live for you. Jesus, come into my life. Make me new from the inside out. Maybe you have never done that. Tonight is the night that you can make that decision. Or maybe you've made that decision before, but right now you know you're not right. You've wandered, for whatever reason that might be. Um, you can put your life right with Jesus right now. So we're going to have a moment of privacy, just every head bowed, every eye closed. And if you want to give your life to Jesus tonight, to make him the Lord of your life, to know his freedom and forgiveness from the past, be made new, I'm going to pray for you. Very simply, if that's you, after the count of three, lift your hand and we'll pray. One, two, three. That's wonderful. You can pop your hands down, that's great. Ah, oh, Jesus. We thank you that you call us, that you save us, you forgive us. Thank you that you died for us in our place, that we might know relationship with God, freedom from our sins and eternal life with you. And I thank you, God, for those that just raised their hand, that they're forgiven, they're made new, they're saved, they're set free. We thank you for that, God. God, all of heaven celebrates right now in Jesus' name. Amen. One, one last thing. Um, and if, if you know you need to make a public, that was, a, that was a, quite a private moment. Every head was bowed, every eye was closed. You need to make a public confession, declaration of, I need to live for Jesus. And I don't care who knows it or who sees it. I've been living for myself maybe, hiding it. But right now, I'm going to make a public 
statement, Jesus, I'm living for you. This is going to require some bravery. Um, uh, could you come to the front as a Jesus? I'm stepping out in faith. The Bible says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then we can test and prove what God's perfect, pleasing will is. So if that's you, God, I'm making a statement. I'm going to step forward, come stand here. I'm going to leave it for a little bit. thank you that you call us to this wonderful adventure of following you. Lord, we thank you for those that have made a decision to follow you, for those that have made that public in this moment. And God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us every day to be strong, courageous, to not conform to the patterns that are around us, but to be transformed in our thinking, in our mind, and to follow you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Hey, can we thank Pastor Lisa for the great message brought? Uh, and what's great is all the wonderful things that are happening just down the road in Podsmead. Uh, your, your victories are our victories, so we're celebrating with you today and thanking God for all that took place um, and praying for you and Liam and the wonderful team that we've got there. Um, have you enjoyed Service 3? Good. It's been fun. Thank you, band, for, for leading us. Uh, it's been wonderful. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you all very soon.